Herbal rap, all facts about legacy, not stacks. But we take them if you feel that this flow is melanin on the throne. Mad respect to the grown. Pave the way for your seed. Be the spark for that. Head high, foundation built, all stone, no silk. King's queen dipped in black gold, cause you know that drip be status quo. Never that. We the culture, remember that. Herbal rap, what's poppin'? Like grease on that. Welcome to the Verbal Rap Podcast. This is episode three, part three of our discussion about amateur sports. Hope you enjoy. But it's like, if every time R. Kelly stepped out of the studio and people that were normal told him, what you're doing outside of the studio is not normal, he would have eventually changed his behavior. But nobody was doing that. They were just like, oh, what you did in this, they were just focusing on what he did in the studio, just yeah. blinded by the entertainment side of the good. You know what I mean? But it's also probably because, uh, what do you call it? He probably made an example of somebody early on. Like, somebody can't probably came and was like, nah, Kel's like, that's not right. right. And he said, all right, get out. Yeah. He said, anybody else want to go with him? And everybody else was like, I got a family to feed. Right. Like, because as a, as a musician, a backup musician, you probably don't make a lot. Right. And if you do... And it's not consistent. And it's not consistent. And if you do find a horse like R. Kelly to hit your wagon to... You go for it. You you do not let that go because, first of all, you might get another gig, but it won't pay you like R. Kelly did. Yeah. You will never see the things that you do around the world without R. Kelly. Yeah. So it's just like... And then he's probably got dirt on YouTube. Like, oh, you got a wife and three kids, but who's Suki in the back? Right. And it's just like... But you was, you was bringing them girls to me. Right. And it's just like... See, that's why you have to be strong-minded because it's like, I honestly would never sacrifice my art to attach it to someone. I don't care. I don't care if you are that good and you are that, you know what I mean, that big personality or whatever. I'm not going to attach myself and my reputation to you if you're doing shit things. Yeah. Because now, look at all the people that work with him now. Everybody's like, I'm so sorry I work with R. Kelly. Yeah. I didn't mean to. I had made that song way before I knew everything was going well, that's on. That's the thing. Everybody knew from junk. Right. From now junk. you're issuing statements about how you didn't know this, how you didn't know that. And the thing goes back to, like, even with the college athletes, now there are people like, oh, I didn't know, you know, he didn't read too well. It's like, yeah, you did. Yeah, you didn't care. You didn't care because he was a cash cow because you yeah. saw the possibility. And even with the WNBA, there are people that when they get, there are women that when they get pregnant, they, they, they're dropped from the team. Damn. They don't, what? Like, I don't have time for you to be pregnant. Yeah. Nine months and then you're going you gonna to want to bond with your baby and everything afterwards too? No, I'm good. And it's like, people, when Serena even got pregnant, people were like, whoa, ho, 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 ho. Do you have time for that? How are you going to be able to do that? That was crazy to me. It was like, she was number one. Then right. she goes on to do, like, have a baby. Which isn't like, I'm walking away from a sport. It's like, no, right. this is a natural thing in life. Like, right. you do it too. and Or for half the population, like, you do it. For the men who st- uh, have children, it's like, they just take keep some time on, Yeah, they just go. Yeah, so it's like, then she got dropped to like 100 and something. It was like, wait, what? 
like y'all didn't put a pause and be like, right? No, like she can drop no lot farther in the top ten because all these people are winning, but like she's still up here solidified. And she didn't drop; they just dropped her. They dropped her. Yeah. It was like she didn't lose any matches. She just wasn't playing. What are you right. guys doing? Even her records, they were showing like when we were watching the game last night, they were showing like her stats, and she's the second highest ranked tennis player of all time. All time. Man, they won it. Yeah. And it's like, how do you drop? How does she all of a sudden drop all these? Like, it's like who was who was racking up this number while she was gone for less than nine months? Because she was she didn't even she was doing uh commercials and everything while her while she was pregnant. She, and first she won, she won. Yeah, she won, won when she was yeah she was pregnant. U.S. Open. She won the U.S. Open while she was pregnant. So it's like, wait, she was still winning when she was pregnant. And then from the time she went to go have a child and then recovered. You guys were just like, oh no, no, she like, that's that was crazy. Right. That was crazy. Then she comes back and they're like, oh, you were cheating. What? Serena ain't never cheated a day in her life. But like Serena, but it's also Serena, a white woman. This is right. a conversation. This right. isn't a topic of conversation. Like, oh, uh, what's black. her name? Who was it? Uh, Maria Sharapova. Yeah. Got actually caught cheating, doping, and it's like she came back and it was just like, oh, we still celebrate you, like we forgive you, but it's like. Serena went and had a baby, and it was just like... And it's all natural. Yeah. Oh, you've been cheating, you've been doping this whole time. Like, you guys have never caught her doing anything. Like, sorry, she's just physically built better. That's her ass. For her sport, yeah. Than you guys are. Yeah. Like, she's more powerful because that is what she was born with. Like, you're going to demonize her for who she is, like, and... And then she tells them you're lying and all of a sudden she's throwing a temper tantrum like it was just like they were demonizing her from the beginning yeah because she's a black woman yeah and then it's like oh now she's back and she's doing interviews like she won the match last night they're like oh we just love serena don't we blah 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 she's so graceful and it's like wait a minute yeah. like no you don't like yeah. y'all are wishy-washy as hell and that's yeah. also another thing with the press and the media they feed into the entertainment they feed into the sports they, they feed into it all to make it more juicy, to make it more interesting because yeah. we are so bored, we are so desensitized by everyday living yeah. that we have to have drama. That's why reality TV took off because it's like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, oh, this is, they fighting? Okay. Yeah. Like, I will never forget, Jerry Springer used to be the highest grossing TV show of all time. And it was simply because they hit ding, 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 and you could fight. Yeah. Like, they didn't care about the rest of the show. It was no. like they wanted to see people fighting. They wanted to see people. They wanted to see people fighting, like real people going through what you thought was real shit. And Jerry Springer was like the first scripted, like reality yeah. TV show. Yeah. And it was just like on a stage, we'll yeah. put you up with lights and everything. You know what I mean? Like you'll have a real audience too. Yeah. <laughs> you sleep with my girlfriend, bro. The thing that blows me my mind about that is like, wait. Y'all couldn't handle this at home. Like, but not only really that, have, have you ever there. seen the behind the scenes of the yeah, show? Yeah, that's yeah. And they like the the producers and stuff would be like, okay, so you're gonna tell her that you cheated, and then you're gonna back up a little bit, and then they're like, you know, they're hyping up the other person, like, so you know she cheated, you know, so you need to, you know, how does that make you feel? Doesn't that make you angry? Like, yeah. it's like you're probing these people to get the reaction that you want, but that's what they also do for sports. So it's like, like I love Odell Beckham. Junior, mm-hmm. but he puts on a show. Yeah, he's an entertainer. He's an entertainer. He's an entertainer. He happens to be really good at what he does, but he is an entertainer. He understands that. And but I want you to look back at Cam Newton. Cam Newton did a lot of the things that OBJ does now. They hated Cam. 
we're gonna fine you every ball you give away fine every time you run into the stands and hug somebody fine like it's like you even step off the sidelines for too long and you're waving to a kid fine it was just like now obj gets an extra check when he does that well the first person walking through the door usually gets shot Oh, for sure. Like, you usually get shot, and then everyone else who comes afterwards is like, oh, you, su- you survived that? Like Jackie okay, Robinson. Do yeah. That's the first person. Like, Cam actually did a lot, but the thing is, it's not so much Cam. Had Cam been a receiver? Fine. But Cam was playing the most coveted uh, position mm. in football. Like, there's, to be a starting quarterback, starting quarterback is the only position where you don't get changed out. Yeah. If you get hurt as a wide receiver, next guy up. Yeah. If you get hurt as a quarterback... It's like, okay, your backup could come in. The whole team is different. The whole team, like, your offense is different. Yep. You scheme differently. Like, you focus everything on that one player. So it's like, you're the franchise. They don't yep. say you're the franchise wide receiver, the franchise run. You're the franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, you were the CEO of this and team. And you were the highest paid. The highest paid. So when Cam is like, all right, I'm leading this team, but we're also having fun. Yep. Because I understand this is entertainment, and I have my own brand. And I'm on a bring back team. Yes. I'm on a team that didn't even exist a couple years ago. Right? <laughs> so now it's like, all right, we can demonize him because he's not living up to a, the standards that we have as a as – this is how we value it, especially yeah. in an old white man sport as football or Literally. any sport we do. It's like, like LeBron, when LeBron went to Miami. It's not so much that they created a super team. It's LeBron looked at his power and was like, wait, I can do anything I want? Yeah. And LeBron got crucified. Now everyone does it. Yep. And it's just like, that's why I like when KD's like, oh, you guys are mad I went to the Warriors and da 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 winning. It's like, nobody's really mad you went to the Warriors. It's, you went to the Warriors after they beat you. Mm. But you also keep talking about it. Yeah. Like, now it's a chip on your shoulder. Like, you won't let it go. And whatever you need to do to fuel yourself to win more, that's fine. But, like, you're not in the same boat as LeBron. You didn't get crucified like LeBron. Like, LeBron literally had a whole city. City. A whole region of the United States yeah. hate him. People talk so much crap about him. Yeah, and it was just like they literally hated him because he flexed his power. Yeah. And they don't like to see you flex your power if you're not what they say you are. And that's probably why they don't pay the college athletes. Because man, if college like college athletes already are here's a tricky thing, right? College kids are already the most confident bunch of kids of <laughs> yes. on the earth. Because in college, I probably have, I've never had more swag than I did in college. And not only that, but you also have the energy to have that swag. Because you can be swaggy on Monday through Friday. Yeah. But then you're like, all right, I'm going to sleep through the weekend. But they have confidence, energy, and then they have nothing else. They have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. You don't have a family to protect. I'd say 90% of them don't have a family to protect. It's like, no, my parents still got me. I got the backing. If not, I got somebody who's watching out for my best interests. Or my city likes me. Yeah. Especially if you're a top athlete. Yeah. Like, a top college athlete is could potentially be one of the most powerful people in the world. Right. Because they have nothing to lose. And then they have people calling them directly like, hey, you know, I want you to come play here. Here's why. So they're telling people what I want. Have you seen the blind side? Yeah. When they're like started recruiting Michael, the first thing he, he was like, I want my little brother there. You know what I mean? Like he was like, you have literally a list of demands because you want me. So here's, you know what I bring. What can you bring me? Exactly. Exactly. So you're right. So like when a college, when like NCAA crack sounds like, oh, we found out that this player, like Reggie Bush's family was getting money for their house. Oh yeah. 
But Reggie Bush made it to the league, so I'm sure whoever was paying him got paid back. Right. Like they, they made an investment on a human being, a correct investment, and the investment worked out. You guys are just upset because... You didn't think of it first. You didn't think of it, and you didn't get anything out of it. Because had USC or the NCAA been like, we'll pay this kid, and if he just gives us a portion of whatever he gives, like an assistance program, I swear to God, if the NCAA could do an assistance program on like the top athletes and be like, we'll pay you guys as a loan, whatever you get, when you make it to the league, if you make it to the league, give us back. Yeah. They would fucking do it today. Yeah. But it's because they're like, no, because they understand picking a kid and saying he has a 1% chance to make it, if that kid hurts his knees, even if he's a top high school player, four years changes a lot. Yeah. If that kid hurts his knees, it changes his whole destiny. You've now loaned out money to a kid who's never going to pay it back. Then it makes you look shady because it's like, oh, you guys are just the loan shark yep. who also owns the house. Like, So the NCAA is like, well, you can't give somebody a loan for our house that we own. Like, it's, yeah. it's really shady. And it's, I don't know. I personally, I would like to see a college kid get something. Yeah, something. something. Like, if whatever you say, okay, we're in the state of California. What's minimum wage in California? You find a good, it's probably like 12 something now. So you find a good compromise, say, okay, you work this many hours a week on football related stuff. We can give you this money. I'm not saying like, because I'm not saying a college kid should get 40,000 a year. Right. No, why would you go to college? You're making probably more money than you make after yeah than you know than most people are making in their lifetime you've yeah. already become the breadwinner of your family of your family so it's like if you give a kid like okay you have your stipends your meals and then here's your living money you give a kid a college kid thinking about college you're resourceful yeah you a college kid two hundred dollars every two weeks two hundred dollars a week they're good they're good not to mention they don't have bills like excessive bills. So so you give a person two hundred dollars every other week that has no substantial bills. That two hundred dollars can actually go further. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna probably spend it on shoes and shit. But but why wouldn't you? Why would you care that a person has an excessive amount of shoes as opposed to like you know what I mean? Like oh, you have a car. Yeah. Like now your kid, family doesn't have to take the bus. Yeah. If, like if that kid was like. No, my family doesn't have a car. I'm going to save my $200 till my junior year. Yeah. And then give this to my mom and be like, go get a car. Go put a down payment on a car. Or go get a junker. But I go can't get... save my $200. Because you don't get that $200. Not only that, but I now that I have this, it went, when Biggie said it best, more money, more problems. Yeah. You start getting any type of income, all of a sudden you start having bills or you start having things that you owe. Yeah. So you start giving a kid $200 and you notice, huh. You still look the same as before I gave you $200. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going to give you some type of uh, tax. Like, it's something I'm going to add on to it. That it's never it's never just what it is. It's like, yeah. now it's a catch. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I feel like that's where you're really resourceful. You're like, okay, well, I'm going to save my $200. And in two years, I could buy my mom a car. What happens when if I leave this college? Oh, well, we want our car back because we gave you that money and you used it. To buy it. Like, I feel like there's always a catch. There is. And they don't want back to what you were saying about you have to be you need to you know you make them dependent if i'm your coach if we're your coaching staff i want you dependent upon me oh yeah i want you to think that you really can't do this without without me because that's how i know i'll keep you and if i keep you that's how i keep my income that's how i keep my job that's how i keep my family yep that's how it makes it like that's the weird thing about coaching because it's you go into it altruistic, like, oh, I'm going to help yeah. these kids and everything, but, like... Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Yeah, like, in five years, I'll be like, 
there's a lot of kids I couldn't help. Like, I'd rather coach an average team of good kids yeah. than a good team with, like, a bunch of troubled kids. But the truth of the matter is, like, I don't have that job for very long because, like, I won't win many games. Yeah. Like, that, a coach will take a bunch of ragged, like, raggedy kids, raggedy attitude kids, but they'll be dunking all over you and everything. He'll be winning. He'll be fine. He'll be getting all the accolades. And you're over here building a church of promise. Joe <laughs> Austin, come through and pray for us. Right? And like, he's gonna get all the accolades. Yep. He's gonna get the pay raise. He's gonna keep his job. He's gonna be on the TV, so he's gonna get more publicity. So he's gonna get a better job. So he's, he's gonna, gonna get even, better players. Yep. And then he can really show all the stuff that he's been trying to do the last few years with the shitty players. Yeah. And it's just like, it's. I don't know. It's so interesting. It's a nice circle. It's a, yeah, not a pretty one. But not a pretty one, but it's nice. It is. I just, I really, when it all comes down to it, is there a solution? Because maybe giving them money isn't the solution. Because yeah. you can't lie to me and say that uh, scholarship is the solution. Because that's not enough. It's not enough. Kids who don't play sports get scholarship. Get scholarship. Yeah. Like, if I have an athlete who gets a 3.8, just off his merit of academics alone, he can qualify for a scholarship. Yeah. Now I'm forcing him to do this thing, this a 60 hour a week job. On top of keep that 3.8 or get higher. Yeah. And he's not getting anything. But that person who can legitimately go to class a couple days a week, drink, get high, do whatever they want, go get another job, make some money, yeah. some side money, and still keep that GPA up, they keep that scholarship. And they can even get a job where it it adds to their GPA. I did that. I had a job where if we, sh- like, instead of, like, uh, clocking in, it just, like, we got graded. So we got paid and we got a grade to, to boost your GPA. See? I was never late. <laughs> I went every, like, I don't care how tired I was, I don't care if it was raining, I was there. Yeah. Because you don't make excuses for that type of job. No. You, you're like, oh, it's raining too hard, you know, I feel like driving, I'm just gonna work from home, you know, you send a quick email that job I showed up because it's just like I get double the whammy out of it you know what I mean so it's like I don't know there's there's there has to be something that you can give people to keep them and their families afloat there should be no reason why if I'm going to this school I'm doing the things you're telling me to do I'm playing the sport that I want I love to play but I can't see my family I can't see my family yeah I can't I can't even hang out with my friends it's it's crazy like now it's even I've even met players who come over here from Nigeria, from yeah. Africa. And it's just like, oh, you're a whole continent in a way. Yeah. Like high school kids or it's just like, oh, we're gonna house you with this whole other family. So you can't even see your family, talk to your family, there's no There's no connection. Nothing. And Yeah. And they can't they can't come into your games. They can't come to your games, like they can't see you. You're in high school. You can't do these things that they can't even see you do these things that you're doing. No. And then, like, there was this one kid I met. His foster family, he did not get along with them. But it was like, well, the school deemed that they had the resources to take care of them. Yeah. And it's just like, but, like, he's like, yeah, I want to do this. And, like, it's like pulling on a leg. He was in high school, had to get a job because, like, after season was over, it was like, well, we can't, like, be paying for It was kind of like that Friday Night Lights thing. Like, we brought you here strictly for this. And then even when he was like, okay, it's time to go to college, he's like, well, this coach has been calling me. He wants me to go here. He likes my talent and everything, and I prefer to go here. 
but the school who brought you over has this connection with this school. Yep. So you go here, we funnel you here, so we can keep good graces with this school. We already kind of verbally promised them that you were already coming. That you were coming. And, like, his foster family is, like, harping on him, like, no, you go to this school. And he's like, nah, but this is where I want to go. Yeah. And it's just like, no, you can't because that breaks everything that we've done before. And it's just like, you have no interest in that human being. You just, it's all your self-serving interest. So, no, it's crazy. Like, amateur sports, amateur everything. Yeah. Amateur everything. Because, like, even in music, it's like, well, you know. Chris Brown making money. I'm, not, I'm even using Chris Brown. That's not even a good example. But this artist is making money, and you're an up and coming. Like, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice? Jump here. Yeah, to make sure you can get to this level, or at least get in this person's realm. You know, yeah. like and like if you want, if you're trying to get to that top status, there's a whole bunch of middlemen who are yeah. willing to prey on you to get there. And like, ah, oh, you know, like you do this, da da da. I'll cut you a demo. Like for a woman getting into the industry. You probably sleeping with somebody to make sure you can get it, get into the industry. But you might not know. You might be like, "Fuck it, I'm only sleeping with a guy." Like my family really needs this money. It's yeah. nothing to me. I can trick myself for the next ten minutes and let this happen. Or I take this dude's money. He's gonna cut my demo, and then he owns forty percent of my royalties going yep. forward. It's always a catch. Yeah, and it's like, well, I had nothing coming into it, so if I take sixty percent, that's nothing for that's everything right. for me. Until it becomes, and you don't realize it's a problem until it becomes a problem. But it's right. like everyone's taking something from you. So when you finally get there, and then someone's like, "Oh, you did this to get stuff. You slept with." It's like, but you didn't came. You didn't come from where I came from. Right. You don't understand. Like I had no choice. Right. I had no choice. But it's like, all right, everybody. Nobody helped me out in a good way. Right. It's everybody who was trying to set me up. All needed something from me, and if I didn't deliver, then it these people happened. suffered. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know. It's a very, I guess it's just, uh, I don't want to say human nature. It's, it's very nature. it's very humanistic. I don't feel like this animal nature. I don't feel like animals exploit each other as much as humans do. I don't do. know. I don't know. Because there's like the king lion, and he's like, unless you want some of this zebra, you're going to have to do something in the forest. But here's the thing. Most of the time, they're a family unit. True. He'll have a couple lionesses, but he'll have kids with all of them. Yeah. And he's risking his life to go get this zebra. Actually, the male lion never kills. Yes, yeah, so the females, yeah. yes. So she's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go. If you give... Protect us. You're a healthy, strong male. You give me a child. Because that's all your art. That's all we're supposed to do is procreate. We're yeah. supposed to pass on our genes. That's yeah. a, a whole life existence right there. So, okay, I want a child. You're a strong, healthy male... You are a very good protector, blah, 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 blah. You got good whatever. I can go out and hunt. Yeah. And then you protect me and our family. And you protect my friend and her family that is also our family. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, whatever. I can see the push and pull of that for sure. My thing, though, at the same time, if somebody started tripping... They gonna chase that one off. Yeah. Oh no, they definitely do. Like whatever breaks the family. Yeah. Nature. Like, you like, gotta go. You gotta go. It's like it's not. It's not a okay. Well, you're doing this and it's okay. It's not. You gotta go. Yeah. You're tripping. Why don't we do that? Because we've convoluted things with so many. We 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 think too much. We think too much, but we also like there's too many factors in what we do. Like money's become such a thing where we yeah where money's just a created concept. Yeah, we we, we worship give, our own thing. Yeah. And we give power to it. Mm-hmm. Like what whatever we deem 
powerful. It's powerful. We get power too. Like, I was having this discussion the other day. I was like, hmm, if I was in the animal kingdom, like, okay, say money goes away, there's a zombie apocalypse, and it's like, you, and this isn't being sexist or anything, but you, uh, what do you call it, intrinsically, as a woman, would look for the strongest thing to protect you. Yeah. Scientifically speaking, you know, I'm not saying that's what you would do. You'd probably be... I would do that because that's smart. That's the smart that's thing to do. That's going to increase my odds of survival. Exactly. I'm small. I'm scared. <laughs> I need help. Exactly. And there's, there's no one you can buy. There's no... You just say, yeah. I follow this strongest person. Now, like me, I was saying, I would be like, no, I feel I'm strong enough to where I can take care of my... Whoever decides to follow me. Like, yeah. there's no one else I would look to follow. Yeah. If But... You throw money into that, I'm not the strongest person anymore. Right. The person with the money becomes the strongest person. So it's like, I'll follow. Like, if you have the money, I'll follow oh, you. you. You're like, <laughs> like, all right, so um, wait, don't leave me. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'll follow you. Like, you can d- take care of all these things because you yeah. have the perceived power. Right. But you take that away. Like, now it's be- straight, it's your abilities. It's your abilities. And, and like, so I know I'm smart and I'm, and I'm very good at deducting situations and and being creative and figuring some shit out. So I need a sh- I need muscle to help me further that. So yeah, I'm going to think like that. But we put extra things in it and we're like, "Oh, well, you know, it's all right. You know, it's kind of weird, but you know, yeah. no, it's not that. It's like straight up, how do we survive? How do we thrive?" Yeah, and our whole thing's based on survival like cuz I, I remember watching like Looney Tunes commercials. And you remember, like, those two goons, like, that short little guy who always used to wear a top hat, and he used to have that, like, big monster guy, like, yes. Fortune, uh, whatever they used to call themselves. And I always used to be like, why would that small guy be punking the big guy? And it never occurred to me, like, it was just power. Yeah. Like, the big guy was like, dude, well, I don't know. And yeah. it's just like, dog, you're big. You can just knock him out. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But this guy has the money. He's the brains behind it. Like, yeah. you survive off of what he provides. And it's just like, damn, like... Also, like, I remember watching Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. I was discussing it with my dad. And my dad was like, honestly, his dad fucked him over. And he was like, he, instead of staying and actually being his father, he was like, you're making so much money, I will now listen to you. Yeah. And, you know, my dad's an African man, so he was like, no, nah, like, and I realized well, that. That makes like, sense. Like, ha- no matter how much money I make, if my dad's like, nah, that's a bad idea. You're gonna listen. I'm gonna listen. And be like, nah, it's probably a bad idea. I might, yeah. I might still do something, you know. Because but I'm you like, would I'm have that in your mind, exactly. And I wouldn't be like, but he was like, no, like he couldn't tell him anything strictly because of money. Yeah. Like he lost his position because of money. It's just like, money is never that important. It's never. And it's just not to mention he had his dad like doing his books or something. That's what I'm saying. So like, it's like you, you literally gave your, you hired your father to work for you. To work for you, and it's just like his dad gave up his power right yeah. there like it's like it's weird like people I'm sure there's people who come to you and be like hey I need your help doing this and it kind of comes to that theory of like we're going to do a group project but you're doing the group project off my strength mm. not off what you can actually do like I can see what you can do and I can make it better Yeah. And you, but you're going to reap the most off of it like he reaped the most off his dad doing his books Yeah. like because had anyone done his books he would have gone to prison a, a lot long time earlier. ago yeah and it's like but you weren't helping him and yeah. doing that for him like what you would have been smart to do is be like, hey, watch out what you're doing. You're doing some illegal shit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not helping you. Like, if you go to jail, like, sorry, me and your mom will cry, but, like, we're, I'm telling you as your father, as the person who helped you yeah. get here, like, 
no, nah, this isn't the game. Not to mention, and, I don't want to work. Put me on the payroll. Just send me my check in the mail. Like that's why my dad like what? with verbal. My dad was like, no, no, no. Just send me the website. I'll buy it. And I was like, nah. You never have to buy anything, bro. Like I'm, <laughs> I was like, no, nah, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you never have to buy anything. Like you're forever certified. Like you don't have to buy this. I was like, because my dad's an architect, and I'm not gonna be like. Oh, you're my father. Like, uh, design me a house. Yeah. And I was like, I would never do that to you. So, like, why am I gonna be like, oh, you have to pay for a sweatshirt? I was like, I understand you want to patronize me, but like, nah. Like, someone wise once told me like, never sell the family. And I was just like, I think that's an African proverb because I'd be like, uh, forty five dollars. You know, and then no, there's some family that like, if there's some family where I'm like, no buy it like yeah we're the same like i'm talking like for me it's elders right i feel that yes so for like sure. as my for elders sure, like yeah. you did so much for me that no matter you're what good. i do i yeah you're solidified like yeah. i can't pay you back yeah but like if it's like me and my homie like walking down the street you'd be like hey that's a tight sweatshirt you gonna hook it up we family no pay for it that's good business yeah. like because if you had a business i would do the same for you you bring me two other people i'll give you 15 percent off something like that you know but i can't just but be all three y'all gotta buy as well <laughs> something you know <laughs> But, like, it's not... So, like, when it comes to that, like, I would never go to my mom or dad and be like, hey, I need you. It's, hey, do you have advice? Do you have someone I can go to? But I'm not having you work for me. Yeah. Like, and maybe it's just the way I was raised. Like, But not know. only that, why would... Like, I'm doing this for you. to Because, like... And I think that's a cultural thing, too. Because yeah. it's like, I think about how, how I was raised. It's like, you make enough money to take care of your family. Yeah. So, why would I make enough money to give you a job? Like, I'm going to make enough money to give you money yeah like i'm not you know what i mean like i'm not gonna put you to work you're you're the miscellaneous on payroll right you're you're like the unknown fees unknown fees like (laughs) so why you got so much cash petty cash like petty cash you're petty cash on the payroll like like, you're that third house (laughs) you know what i mean like that's the thing like summer home like i'm doing this to give my family like my parents a job right so like my parents never have not never have to work because not working is what kills a lot of people but like so you can do what you want. want. Yeah, do what you want. Not to mention, first of all, if I ever, 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 ever told my mother what to do, that's a whole conversation I, like, in itself right there. Like, like, how dare I give her a job, but let alone tell her what to do? Like, she'd be like, excuse me? Right? Think I'm one of your little friends? Like, it'd be a whole thing, and I just end up just giving you the money anyways. Like, yeah. please stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry. Right? I did not mean that. Let alone how I'm going to put, like, you got to come to work every day. Yeah. I'm going to be late every time every I want. Yeah, like, I might right. not even come, <laughs> let alone late. Like, your office is right there. If I was sitting <laughs> in your office, nobody worried about you. We ain't right, looking for you. Right. So it Pop your head into a meeting That doesn't even want. make sense. Like I, you, put, you put your dad on the on the books to do your books illegally. Yeah. So you brought your dad into your Ponzi scheme. Unless this is Peaky Blinders, I'm pretty sure I would have just been like, you didn't. I want to. I want you to be free and clear so that you could be like, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. I never. And you don't have like, to testify against me in court. And I don't know <laughs> what his parents' life was like, but it didn't look like they were living any greater life when he was working with him like yeah you brought him on basically as a mid-level yeah like, guys just like and then everyone else looked better than them you're right like yeah. they, they were not they didn't have like fancy suits and everything you're right like that don't, no that don't fly and that's like that whole like enabling thing yeah. you enable him and then when it all came down it was just like you couldn't even save your own son yeah like that's not that's not the wave that's not the wave maybe it's because we grew up in yes yeah, so i think it's different different homes but like I, I, I mean, like, I just couldn't even imagine, like, <laughs> mom, you gotta be here at 8 o'clock. 
what? What? <laughs> what the what? hell did you say to me? Go get my belt. <laughs> like, what? It just be a whole different conversation. Like, it just wouldn't even... I wouldn't even have the heart to be like, you work for me now. Like, I work with my dad, right? And the hardest thing I've ever done is, like, I can't... It's hard for me to go out and get a project and then be like, oh, we got this new client. You're going to design this. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Like, that's so baffling to me. Like, And he's like, no, if you have something, like, we'll do it. But it's just like, no. Like, even people are coming up to me now. They're like, hey, we hear you're an architect. Are you running an architecture firm? Like, can you come do this for us? And I'll be like, yeah. Come talk to my dad. He will figure out everything. <laughs> because I don't want to start saying, like, yes, I can do this, 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 this. Yeah. I'll charge you this. And he'll look at it and be like, no. Or are you even overstepping his boundaries? His boundaries. Because, yeah. like, the thing is, he may have something in mind that he wants to design. Yeah. And you've now thrown more stuff on his plate because it's like, no, we got to pay bills. Or, like, I'm looking at it from, like, maybe an executive standpoint. Yeah. But he's looking at it like, no, I just want to design this right now. And if the money's cool, I'm cool. You Not know, only like, that, but this is his business. This is his business. Like, no matter what I do, yeah. this is never mine. Yeah. This is never, like, I'm my mother is my mother. That's his wife. Yeah. Never, no matter how much I love her, she will never be my wife. Right. So it's like, you just, like, there's an overstepping of boundaries where it's just like, nah, you can't do it. Yeah. There's things you, certain things we learned culturally mm-hmm. that it's like, it's not happening. So verbal blows up. I don't do verbal so I can give my dad a second job. <laughs> I, give my, I do verbal so if my dad wants to sit and draw and never have to talk to another human being for the rest of he his can. life, he can do that. Yes. Like, do verbal to where it's like, all right, instead of doing it for a client, you be your own client. You want that piece of line? We'll buy it, design what you need on yeah. it, and we do it. Do your thing. Do your thing. Like, you do it, like I do it for freedom. This is kind of like my MO on this, and I'm getting all preaching and everything, but like, <laughs> I'm not doing it because the thing is, at the end of the day, like, what I think to myself solo, I'm aware I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm aware. Like, I, just, I think to myself, and I'm I think, and the one thing that comes in my head is like, damn, what would my parents think? Yeah. Like, what would, and not not that I, like, stop myself from doing things, because I'm like, oh, my parents would be embarrassed like that. No, but it's like. But it's a different thought. It's a different thought. Like, it comes in, and it's like, all right, could I survive my parents? Would my parents understand this to yeah. some degree? Like, like, if I just picked up and backpacked and everything left all my belongings behind, I could sleep comfortably doing that. Mm-hmm. If I'm taking home a 13-year-old girl, I couldn't sleep comfortably doing that because I'm like, <laughs> my parents would be like, Ugo's going through something, backpacking. <laughs> that nigga's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a 13-year-old girl, bro. Like, there's some shit, like, and that's what I'm saying, like, <laughs> there's some shit you can enable and be like, Intervention. Because <laughs> one, you're not hurting anyone. Yeah. One, you're not hurting anyone. One, when you start hurting people, you're like, nah, you, like, you lost it. You lost it. <laughs> you lost it. Like, if, if <laughs> Rumble was a scam and it was like, oh, we're doing all these altruistic things, and then it's just like, <laughs> you come back 20 years later and be like, the story on Burble, they housed all this money, all the foundations that said they were working with, never saw a penny. Niggas <laughs> would be like, ugh, if my parents <laughs> knew about that, my parents would be sick. Yes. Like, I'd be like, you guys are sick human beings for letting me do that. I wouldn't even cop to it. I'd be like, y'all sick. Oh my like, gosh. So this is y'all's fault. This is y'all's fault. Where was y'all at when I was doing this? And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> As a manipulator, you could totally get away yeah. with that. You'd be like, this is my moment to get out of this. Yeah. And like, blame somebody else. And that's manipulators are great at that. Like they're, they're so great at it. Because the NCAA, well, you guys were getting money doing this. Like, how did you afford this car? 
you put me in a situation where I had to buy this car, like, yeah. I, or like I had to do something for my family. I was hundred miles away from my family, and we don't have a car. You don't have a car. I had to get my family a car so they can come see me, or at least in some degree, we can have some type of communication. Something. Yeah. You put me in this position, and it's just like, well, and then you start punishing that person, but it's just like, nah, you set up the environment for them to fail, yep. and then when they failed, you came in with another loophole for them to further fail. Yeah, it's just like, nah. Ooh. Hmm. Failure begets more failure, but we like it. That's their stu- that's oh, their okay. slogan. It dep- it, failure begets more failure, but we like it. <laughs> uh, unless you're in business, because then it's like no, fail as much as you can until you figure it out. Well, yeah, but their business is they make money when people mess up. True. So it's like you can you can succeed. I make money. You fail. I make money. Either way, I'm good. I make money. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. It like, makes perfect sense. It does. I wish I would have thought of it first, but <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I, I wouldn't do it because I'm not a shitty person, but if that... But isn't that what like, banks do? That's like a loan. Yeah. Like, banks are shitty. Yeah, like, we'll give you a house mortgage, so if whether you if you pay it, we get it. If you don't, we get your house, so either way, we don't lose. You know how banks got started, right? No. Literally, when we first gave way to money, we were like, okay, who has the most money? So, mm-hmm. in, in the beginning, it was gold, of course. Yeah. So, group of people that had the most money were like, well, we can't have our money because somebody might try to take it. So, we need to have a safe place to put our money that's not our house. So, they were like, okay, there's this thing called a bank. Banks can have your money. They're really secured. Normally, banks have like a gunman or some type of warriors around it. Mm-hmm. They were normally protected by the city. So it was like a city-run type of thing. Mm-hmm. The most wealthiest people in each city put their money in a bank. The bank held that money, and then you can come in and get your money whenever you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Then banks started getting smart. They were like, huh, let's start charging interest. Let's start saying, let's start buying properties and telling people you owe us this money for this property, even though it's yours. You always had it. Yeah. I've never even been to it, but it's mine. Yeah. And if you can't pay me this, it's now mine. What the fuck? I don't know what's wrong with my That's <laughs> so yeah. creepy. But it's weird, but it's like banks became a business. Uh, hospitals became a business. It's like everything thinks lucratively of how to make money from people that don't have money. Yeah. Yeah, you steal from the rich and or steal from the poor and give to the, the rich. rich. Yeah, and it's just and the rich get richer and the poor get poor. Yeah, because the whole thing you have to have money to make money. Mm-hmm. But that's a lie. They yeah. tell they set up these phrases and these things to keep poor people poor. Yeah, you don't think outside of the box because you don't you didn't even know there was a box. Yeah, no, like. That's and all you think about is basic things, and I tell you well, things to keep you basic. It's it's easy, like yeah, it's easy. They're manipulators. Manipulate. It's easy. It's easy to manipulate a person. Like so, if you're a college athlete, I tell you, okay, if you want to go to the league, you got to finish my four year program. Yeah. Because I get all these scouts that come to my games, and I get all these recruiters that come see my players, and I have a major pool with this organization and this organization. And you're like, okay, what's the catch? The catch is you can't see your family. The catch is you're broke. The catch is I'm not going to pay you. And the catch is this is going to be the hardest thing you've ever had to do. 
Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Why is that a... Ugh. Like, the league is not... Or the NCAA is like... It's crazy. And then you think about this, you're 18. Sometimes 17. Sometimes younger. And things like, when I'm 18, money's not a thing to me because... If I've never had it, I don't need it. I don't need it. Yeah. I just want a ball. Yeah. I want a ball at the stage that I've seen my heroes ball at. I want to be... And you don't even have those type of thoughts. You have more concrete thoughts. I want to be Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you're thinking. Yeah. Or I want to be Allen Iverson. You don't have thoughts like, I want to help... I mean, you might have a basic thought of, I want to help my family, but you think being Allen Iverson is going to help your family. You connect dots very basically. So you don't think, oh, this is going to affect me emotionally, psychologically, physically for the next five years. Because let's let's be honest, that last year of high school counts as your college year because that's when they're starting to groom you. They're coming to see you. You got these meetings. You got these signings. You start reading these contracts that you don't know any of the words. Contracts literally say, I own you for the next such and such years unless you are dispelled or whatever. But it's not all bad, but it's like there is so, there is bad to it. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's. And then if you get hurt, I don't care about you. Oh, I remember my roommate like destroyed his knee. Yeah. Like completely destroyed his knee. And then like they gave him the school's medical staff to do surgery. And it's like. What are those like, medical assistants and pretty much and and surgery techs? Yeah, pretty much. And like, pretty much botched it. Didn't like he could still walk and everything, but like, you could tell like, nah, it wasn't like, because he wasn't a top athlete. So it's not like his family could get him like private to make sure that his career goes further and get right. him the correct trainer. So it's like, all right, do this. We'll do the surgery and then come back for physical therapy afterwards. But like physical therapy is like. Well, we can only watch you for so long because then we have to go take care of the real athletes who we actually have to. Right. So, yeah, his. And it's more so maintaining as opposed to elevating. Yeah. So it's like I don't care about you getting better. I just want you to stay where you're at and yeah. not get worse. Not get worse. So, yeah, his career was pretty much done after that injury. I always think about Booby Miles. Booby, Booby's perfect. He would have like, been so good. Yeah. But that's where you're young. All you want to do is play ball. Yeah. All you want to do is take care of your family. And he didn't even have family. It was just him and his uncle. Yep. He was yep. like. But they hinged their whole family on. On football. Football. On that was all making they, it. That's all they had. On Bowie making it. When you come from a place where that's all you have, it's a different story. Yeah. Like, it's not, okay, well, you can just go keep going to school. Sometimes they don't even go to school. Sometimes they just show up just to. Go to last period just to go play football. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And the what's wild to me, I, I don't even like saying crazy because it's just, what's interesting is there's whole systems and societies built on it. Yeah, for sure. And they thrive. Yeah. There are, there are college towns. If you ever, have you ever been to Duke? No. If you ever go to Duke, literally it's in, Duke is, first of all, Duke is in the uh, city in North Carolina with the highest crime rate. It has always had the highest crime rate. They Wait, Duke is the USC of the South? Yeah. Literally, when you go, it's called Durham. Yeah. So when you go into Durham, my best friend literally went to college in Durham. So I was there every weekend. 
But when you go into Durham, they call it the Bull City, there's a nice little downtown area. But you keep going straight, it's just hood. It's just literally the hood. Like, it's nothing, there's no other major portions of it. But you come back up that same street, you make a right, and you go straight. Duke is secluded. It's not even gated off. It's because they're just that boastful and proud. But there's literally one street that you cross, and you're like, hold up. Like, you immediately notice the difference. Perfect grass. There are beautiful colonial houses. There's these huge buildings. There's the mall over there behind it to the side. Everything. And it's like, you don't know that that's there if you're not there looking for it. But the reason why it's like that is because all the all that town's money is from Duke. So they own the bulk of the real estate in that town. They are that town. The rest of it is the people that couldn't live in the capital, which is Raleigh, which is beside Durham. Yeah. They come over there where it's a little bit cheaper because it's the hood. But all those people over there, they're just like living their best life secluded off they don't have any cares because they're safe they're like i'm going to duke you know what i mean like they party the kids are obnoxious a lot of them are trust fund babies they don't care about repercussions because i'm rich what the fuck is a repercussion you know what i mean i do what i want to do but it's a whole different world but those towns like that where that's what you get excited for is game night like yeah. You haven't. There's nothing else to do, though. Yeah. You're unemployed, or you don't have anything else to do, or like all your friends sell drugs, or whatever. And then y'all get together and y'all go to the games. Like, that's it. Like, that's your culture. That's your promise. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it's a whole different world when you. If I was a scout, and if I was a shitty scout that was really good at my job, that's where I'd be too. I'm going to these impoverished areas, I'm going to where there's so much pure, raw talent. And they don't have anything else to do. Because if you don't have anything else to do, all you will all you will do is what I want you to do. Which is play this sport. Or listen to what I'm telling you. Or go where I tell you to go. Or meet who I tell you to meet. And if you're a kid that you're raised by a single parent, especially, they prey on them. Oh, your mom's at work? Great. You can come stay with me. Oh, your mom, your lights are off? Don't worry. I'll pay your mom's light bill. All you got to do is do... Win this one game. Oh, you're hurt? Okay, but I need you back on that field by next week. Like, my my little cousin was playing football uh, in college, and he, he went to a small a smaller college, but their football team was pretty good. They had got a lot of good recruits. I don't know how it happened, whatever. He was hurt. My cousin got hurt. He actually tore his meniscus. Uh, a month after I tore my meniscus so we're both hurt I knew exactly what he was going through I knew it literally same knee and everything I'm like you're done for this season Yeah. like bro I'm on crutches and I'm getting uh, go-karted to class right now like I know you're done you can't run I, yeah. can't, I can't even bend my knee let alone you know what I mean like he was like no I'm gonna play coach is like at his door every week asking him okay how's that knee doing because I, I need you back out there why are you knowing that this kid is hurt bombarding him every week with like you know what I'm trying to get him back on the field he goes back on the field destroys it yeah now he can't play football anymore 
trying to keep up with the ideals, trying to keep up with the expectations. He's like, my team needs me. And I'm like, do you even hear what you're saying? Like, yeah. you're hurt. Like, and, I, and I'm going through the same exact pain you're feeling. And I'm sitting here telling people I'm not coming places. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, how are you talking about running on a field? It's that warrior mindset. Right. That's, when you, that's all you want to do. Blew out his knee, had to have surgery. Surgery was stupid expensive. God, family had to pay for it. And he gets the surgery, and they're basically like, okay, you got this surgery, but you can't play football. Like, it's done. Like, you're done. My cousin has went through, like, this depression phase. He ended up dropping out of school because he only went to school to play football. So I was like, I don't like school. I'm just here to play football. So it's like everything was a domino effect. And it was like if if he would have just had the time to recuperate and heal like he was supposed to, it would have been fine. But they were like, you got to play. You're going to lose your scholarship. Your family's going to have to come out of pocket. Your family doesn't have any money. So you already got loans out. Like, it's like a whole thing. It's like, all right, you know, you can chill. But if you want to keep all the stuff that you already have in motion in motion, you got to play. And, like, my, it was to the point where my grandma was even pissed at the college because she was just like, how do they do that to people? That makes you feel like you have nothing. Right. And they take everything away from you one by one to show you that you have nothing. Okay, you're hurt. Great. But if you don't play, I'm going to take away the scholarship. Because you don't now qualify for the football scholarship. So now that dorm that you're in, the housing that you need, you got to pay for it. Oh, it's like $5,000. Your parents don't have $5,000. Hell, if I need $5,000 today, you're going to have to just take a kidney because I don't got it. Like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so imagine that from a, fam- a whole family's perspective. It's like, you're states away, and my child's about to be homeless. What do you, you know what I mean? Like, now it's do or die. And it's like, that's a whole uh, MO. But it's so lucrative. It's so lucrative. Yeah, that you're only good to me until you're not good to me. Yeah. And then I don't care about you. You never existed. That shit's heavy. Boom! And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Man. So, thanks guys for joining Percy and I on this episode (laughs) of Verbal Rap. Three days later. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to part three of our discussion about amateur sports. We like to discuss many topics within the topic because this is a real conversation. Make sure to check out our next episode on the Burble Rap Podcast. And remember, say less, be more. <laughs>